Buddy, oh, welcome to 2019. Happy New Year, everyone. I uh, am so sorry that it has taken me a while to record another episode of Hot Topic. I think it's been about three weeks since I posted. I have a few excuses. One is I had pretty bad laryngitis for a while, and my voice was not like a thing that you necessarily would want to hear, unlike the beautiful voice of an angel that you're hearing right now. Um, so sorry about that. Um, I did record an episode on Christmas day with my father. This is the episode you're going to listen to now. If you are keep listening after this intro. Um, but yeah, you know, if, if you were like really sad that you didn't get to hear me say, oh no, climate change is happening for a few weeks. Uh, my deepest apologies. I, um, I'm hopefully you, you got to talk to your own family about climate change. It's a, it's definitely a, neat, a conversation that probably should happen. I think that by saying we need to talk about climate change, that is an act of hope. Because if you're hopeless about it, uh, there's no reason to talk about it because you don't think there's anything to work on or work through. It's just like, well, that's it. Um, but I, I do think that like if, if we stop repressing it and start working on it, there's chances that we could survive it. I can't even believe this is a real topic. <laughs> like, I can't believe that we're up against um, something like this right now. And it's something that it seems like psychologically really hard for people to uh, bring up. And that's really understandable. It's extremely daunting. I'm, I am actually um, currently reading a book about climate change. It's just called like climate change, what you need to know. And uh, it's really like a lot of numbers and stuff. And it's <laughs> it's really like a lot of like trying to understand what's actually happening. I'm not sure I'm getting that much out of it, except like, you know, climate change is happening. We've known about it for a while. Um, the carbon uh, uh, levels have been going up for quite a while. And there's a lot of things happening that are um, changing the climate of the planet that is clearly human activity related. And that is just wild. Um, and, uh, you know, like <laughs> some of the numbers around when will the earth get inhabitable, it feels like sooner than I'd, than I'd want. Um, but it's, <laughs> I think I haven't gotten to the part of the book yet where it talks about solutions. <laughs> Um, but he said in the intro that they're in there, so I'm waiting for that. Um, but I've been doing pretty good. I've gone for a hike every single day so far in um, 2019. It is only the fourth, but it feels really, it's like kicking my depression's ass. It's like I'm going up into nature and um, I'm watching woodpeckers. And then I look down upon the city of Los Angeles and to have that kind of perspective of like, I'm way up here. Uh, with the woodpeckers, and usually I'm down there in traffic, in drama, in fear. It's like kind of a good little like, uh, it gives me a little bit of space from um, being 
in the jungle. And uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to heal myself by getting more in touch with the planet. I don't know how as humans we got so disconnected from the planet. Like every other animal, like has a sense of the the weather and uh, and and the rhythms of the earth and i i i've i've gotten so disconnected i mean i was raised in such a way that in the 90s where it's like all of our food was processed um you know not to say i didn't have like earth moments uh connect of course i do you know i've always liked to swim i loved going to the beach I loved being in the rain. There's pictures of me in the rain as a little kid stomping around. I actually remember being four or five and stomping in puddles in the rain and being like, this is just the coolest thing ever. Water's coming from the sky. Speaking of which, it's going to rain for, I think, the next week in Los Angeles. So um, I'm ready for that. I love the rain. I love it when it rains in L.A. But part of me feels like in the winter time in L.A., it's like... I get to kind of pretend that there's not a climate change issue because, A, it's cold. It's like I turn into that uh, congressman or whatever that showed up to Congress and showed a ball of snow and said, how is this possible if climate change is happening? And it's just like you have you have to think um, a little bit above. <laughs> like you, you have to not think like a child. You have to come on. To put in a little effort. I want everyone to put in a little more effort right now. I want us to heal ourselves and put in a little bit of brain power. <clears throat> so, sorry, I just ate some cheese. I have, have a little bit of um, gas coming up upwards, <laughs> which is hard because I don't burp. Um, some of you might know that about me. I've never burped in my whole life. I'm incapable of it. So gas just kind of comes up in my chest and it rumbles. This is a medical concern, for sure. Um, but basically what I was saying is that um, when it's cold and it's rainy and there's less smog in the air in L.A., I can just pretend that everything's clean and fine and we're doing good. But the reality is um, we have a lot to do. I'm not even sure what that is, but it's going to be big. And um, so, okay, I have my dad on this podcast, and he is always been kind of a middle, politically middle person. Um, and I think he's smart. I think he's always kind of like, you know, for a white guy, he's always sort of reevaluating himself, which I, I think is kind of interesting because um, I think it takes a lot for uh, white guys to actually look at their place in the world. And he seems like he actually is... Um, as he gets older, working on being self-aware in those ways. And I just, re I respect that. Um, I respect my dad. I don't agree with him on every level. But at this point, I'm, you know, <sighs> I'm just trying to hear people out. And there's people that I disagree with fiercely, which would be like, a, you know, a racist climate change denier, which exists on the other side of my family. Um, and, uh, oh my gosh. And uh, then there's like, People like my dad who are just kind of like um, living in Orange County and they say things like, I'm fiscally conservative, uh, but socially liberal, which I, I, you know, I don't agree with the, the fiscally conservative thing. I'm a little bit of a socialist and um, in some ways, you know, I'm, and uh, he is too, honestly. But um, 
you know, being around family during the holidays, it's tough because we're in a really tough time as a country and as a planet in the sense that, like, it's it's just really tense. Uh, we've got a bomber president. And really, he's a liar, and it's... It's like you, you, you also just wish the president was the worst problem we had, but it's the money in politics, it's the corruption, it's the absolute greed. And, uh, you know, I spent uh, some time with my dad's parents, my grandparents on his side, and they're very liberal. And um, I found my, they're liberal in this way where they're like, we are Democrats, and they identify with that. And to me, being, I'm registered Democrat. It doesn't really mean anything to me. It's like the closest I can get right now to what I want, and I value that. But I just want so much more from this country than Democrats and Republicans and the division we're facing. Like, I, I want us to... I really want to move past this, um, like, divide and these identities I of nationality. And, you know, it's just like... Uh, so I found myself kind of like um, getting a little frustrated, like I was showing frustration. Uh, I don't know if that, um, I don't know if that's a bad thing to show frustration. I think it might be kind of good because, you know, with those grandparents, it's like I agree with them for the most part on a lot of things. But um, uh, at one point, my grandpa was kind of like, you know, you're ignoring the problems because I, I just didn't, I, it was like kind of like a couple days after Christmas and like a day before my birthday. Oh, by the way, happy to birthday to me, everybody. Um, and, uh, and he's like reading this thing in The Economist or something about like the sheets in Antarctica are breaking off and I and it's something that it's like weird because it's like I'm advocating for having these conversations and he brought it up and I was just like, I can't do this right now. And, uh, and then he's like, you're avoiding like looking at the issues. And I was like, that's not true. I do everything I can, which is also not true. Um, maybe in some ways I am avoidant, but I just feel like traumatized by the election. And I'm just trying to take a moment to kind of re like gauge like what is it that can help us in this country like what is happening because I think that the system you know I'm I think I'm not excited about the job is uh, that Obama did as president I'm not excited about the job that Clinton did as president I'm not excited about dem Democrats I want like you know um, uh, I want the system that places people in the earth first. I don't know what that looks like. That's my fucking problem. I'm an idiot. I have a dumb education. I um I can't even I can't even name all the states, much less the countries. I probably can name 10 countries. I'm dumb. <laughs> and uh, the only the only reason I'm talking about climate change and trying to like get more engaged is it's it's sort of like a resolution for me to start getting down with this and going for it. And um I'm just collecting people's opinions and feelings about where they're at with what everything, what everything that's happening, and um, and uh, trying trying to put one foot in front of the other, and um, and kind of put it out there. That is all I feel like I can do right now. Hopefully, I feel like later I can do more and more and more because I am part of this planet. I am connected to every 
thing on this planet and in the universe. So uh, I got to be a part of it and not just try not to be by looking at Mario Run. Um, I'm really trying to not just watch movies and lay down and eat. I'm trying to like go on hikes and walks and talk to people and uh, and really engage. So that's where I'm at. Uh, we'll see what this year brings. This has been a, a little bit of a rant. So uh, happy new year. Uh, also, uh, please message me and like, let me know what you're doing this year to engage with um, climate change and uh, engage with um, doing good things for yourself and the planet. I would love to hear from you. Even if, you, you know, like n- no matter who you are, if mom, you know, if you're listening, please write me and let me know. Nothing stupid. I think people feel like, oh, they're stupid because they say, I recycle. But it's like, yeah, tell me what you're doing. Tell me you recycle. And then tell me what you think might be next for you. I don't know. This is all we have is, tell, is talking about what we're doing and moving forward and what, what you're processing. Um, and uh, obviously, I do have hope. I don't know if that's stupid, but... I just do. I've been to Disneyland enough times to know that um, anything is possible, and um, I believe in magic. <laughs> uh, I'm also a lunatic. Uh, but here's my dad. Uh, his name's Tim. He's an engineer. <laughs> and uh, have a good time listening to this episode. I'm glad that he was a good enough dad to uh, talk to me about uh, climate change on Christmas Day. Okay, welcome to this episode of Hot Topic. I believe the sixth episode, and it's Christmas. And what do we do on Christmas? We talk about the end of times. Today's guest is my father. Tim. Well, howdy. Um, f- so first, I was told there would be reverb to make my voice sound deeper and more interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll do that in post. Okay. okay. Very good. Thanks. So as you can tell, my dad is hilarious, although the first non-comedian to be on this podcast, <laughs> although he's very funny. This morning, he had a, uh, a flight plan. Yep. A flight plan for the North Pole, or an approach plate. Do you think that um, climate change will affect the flight plan in the future of the North Pole? Well, that's a good question. Um, I assume that uh, you're going to have to just use a float plane, so it might make it a lot easier. So (laughs) go climate change. Uh, What do you mean plane? Doesn't he have a sleigh? Well, you just have to put floats on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's those little water wings for the reindeer. (laughs) Okay, so yeah. <clears throat> told you it was funny. Thank you for uh, being my dad and talking to me about climate change on Christmas Day. My pleasure. This is how I demand uh, people show love. This is uh, the only way that I'll accept love is by um, acknowledging uh, the the climate and the world's state, even on Christmas Day, even on the day that our Lord was born. I have no response to that. (laughs) On a previous episode, I mentioned how um, I told you one time that I I might not be an atheist. 
and you looked shocked. Really? Swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) So you're an atheist? I am, yeah. Were you always an atheist? Well, that's a good question. Um, I grew up in the church, but I was never, I don't think I ever believed. I used to look at people and say, wow, there must be something they actually believe. What church? Uh, Presbyterian. Okay. Do your parents believe? I think my mom does. I'm not sure about my dad. You think she does? I think so. They've never mentioned it, never mentioned it to me. Hmm. Well, we could ask. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see them tomorrow, my dear grandparents. Yeah, that'll be a fun conversation for the day after Christmas. Absolutely. Is there a God? Yes. Um, So how do you feel in general about how things are going, the state of the world? Um, I'm beginning to think that um, we were the wrong species that was supposed to ascend to be in charge because we don't seem to be doing a really good job. Uh, What species do you think would do a better job? Um, I'm guessing pretty much anyone, but I'm going to vote for um, dolphins. You know, dolphins can be quite cruel. That's what I hear. Um, Yeah, but I don't think... uh, I don't think they uh, are nearly up to our par. In cruelty, yeah. they don't seem to have much, much of a, much sense of property. They seem to just have a lot more fun. They have a fun time. They don't concern themselves with building towers. No, they just kind of swim around and that enjoy seems... themselves. They, of course, they eat smaller things, but you know we do too. But we spend all of our time uh, conquering land. Hmm. Yeah, why do, yeah, we see, we seem to have an issue with uh, land and towers. Yeah, um, <laughs> well, I think that, <laughs> so, I think J.R. Tolkien was right, um, we can't handle the ring of power. Oh. Anytime anybody gets the power, they just go a little wacko. Yeah, that's true. I was uh, watching this history channel thing about the French Revolution, Mm -hmm. and uh, they were talking about uh, one of the French revolutionaries, Robespierre, and he was one of the great idealists of the French Revolution, you know, like, the poor people will govern themselves, and we will share equal, you know, and we will overthrow religion, for it is corrupt. And then he just started getting all this power, and then he's like, I'm going to start my own religion, where I am the deity, and I will ascend upon a hill in a white robe, and all will be around. To, it just seems like uh, we have uh, m- more capacity to go mad than we think we do when we're like, yeah, we're good. We, we would do a better job of creating peace and equality in the land. But uh, it seems like something always just kind of gets messed up when we start trying to do... <laughs> <laughs> when we start trying to do things and grab for more more stuff and more power. I'm always intrigued by how we're not happy with what we have. I mean, we all kind of live like kings. Well, not all of us, but... <laughs> Compared to the world, we all live like kings. A lot of Americans sure do. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys certainly do in Orange County. Well, it's it's a law. <laughs> yeah, We're it's, required to. it's lovely and peaceful here. Uh, do you feel like you have everything you want? 
Did you get everything you want for Christmas? Um, that's, uh, I have everything I'll ever need. Um, I didn't get another boat, so there's that. <laughs> How many boats do you have? Just two. I'd like to state for the record that my father's financial status in no way um, has uh, impressed itself upon my uh, growing up. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't so well off when I was growing up. You were a young dad. I was a young dad. And uh, you were fun, and, uh, but uh, not rich. No. <laughs> and uh, that's a problem for me, but also probably why I'm sort of normal. Yeah. I think you're better off not <laughs> yeah. being rich. No, I agree. Um, so you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dad, for Anytime. not making it till after I got old. <laughs> you're certainly welcome. My pleasure. Um, it was the plan all along. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, so you don't have that thing in your head where you're like, I, I want more. I must... I must have more power. Do you, ha do you have that thing that kicks in, the craze? Um, I think I used to, but I kind of got over it. And I always, um, my favorite is the boat owner's syndrome, where no matter what boat you have, you always want a bigger boat or a nicer boat. So you start with one boat, and you go, oh, that guy's got a nicer boat, you get that one. And I think where it really hit home was, um, you know, now that, you know, I have more money. We go to the Bahamas for vacation. And uh, there was this guy who owns this boat called the Skyfall, which is... Again, uh, not me. I do not get to go to the Bahamas. <laughs> but the Skyfall boat was like uh, 190 feet or 185 feet, you know, big expensive yacht with a helicopter on the back. Um, and it was for sale because the guy wanted to buy and build a bigger one. So he's building a 235 foot. So no matter what boat you have... You're never happy. So at some point, you just got to say, yep, this is my boat, and I'm just going to use it. So, But I think the problem is that once you accept the boat you have, you have to accept yourself as you are right now. <laughs> That's <laughs> the problem is if you go, I need a bigger boat, and then, and then I will feel more complete and it, it'll fix a, a, the wire that is broken. I so, guess I'm trying to ask you if you have the broken wire. <laughs> oh, I've got a lot of broken wires and, <laughs> and I avoid self-awareness at all costs because it's just a little too frightening. You think so? <laughs> no, I think I'm reasonably self-aware, although I alarm myself from time to time by how dumb I am. Yeah, I think you told me that you, you're always embarrassed of who you were 10 years ago. I think that's a good way to know if you're growing. I am so embarrassed. I don't think you're supposed to be as embarrassed as I am. So you must be maturing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> or I just started off really bad. <laughs> I think both are po possibly a little bit true, but all this stuff is coming out about comedians right now. They said this thing 10 years ago, and now they can't host the Oscars or whatever, and I'm just like, well, it's good that I'm not making it because <laughs> it would be easy to end my career. So it's <laughs> true. Something I said or did, I don't even know. Well, so, I mean, the Oscars isn't a fair um, challenge because it's a desperately dull show no matter what you do. So the very best you can do is to make it not completely stupid and dull. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it used to be simpler when it wasn't on TV because it was just a group of um, 
wealthy, famous people who got together and congratulated each other on how awesome they all were. And so we didn't really need to televise that. <laughs> well, I think it's just an adver advertisement for the, indus the yeah. entertainment industry. Like, we are still relevant, see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how important this is. But yeah. um, I... Uh, well, Billy Crystal hosted it for a bunch of years, and he he, okay. he literally... Do you know what I'm talking about, how this guy, yeah. Kevin Hart, was going to host it? Yeah, and he just said no thanks, because he didn't want to destroy his career or something Well, there like was that. something like some... He said some homophobic stuff a while back, and people... Was it like 30 years ago? Or? I actually don't really know. I didn't even really look into it, but because um, I don't care about the Oscars, but I know Billy Crystal hosted it for a long time, and he used to literally do blackface. Oh, yeah. No, so it, it, things have evolved, things have changed. So, you know, how long are you held to your past crimes? I don't know. Which uh, leads me to my next segment. How mm -hmm. um, how do you think we as humans will be tri tried in the future for the way that we're uh, handling our plate right now? Um, I think we're doing a remarkably poor job because we're living for the moment and we're going to use up this entire rock and then it's going to shed itself of us. Did you think that that was possible when you were younger? Um, How long no. have you seen this happening? You know, it doesn't really become an awareness thing or things that people brought up until I would say like um, late 80s. Okay. I, I wasn't aware of anything growing up. Of course, in my defense, I was a, a boy, and we're kind of unaware of things until we're about 43 anyway. But I can imagine, I mean, even me, like, as a kid in the 90s, it didn't seem like things were going to be too bad. No. It seemed like, uh, you know, we all had cars, and we all got to go on vacation. and Yeah. Had TVs. It's kind of an ignorance is bliss thing. Yeah. But meanwhile, you were putting out more carbon than the world had ever seen. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, uh, how, what do you, what do you think about uh, how think how things have changed in that way of like oh shoot there is, really is a limited resource and how how <laughs> we can't really just go on a plane. <laughs> um, it's tough because it takes the only way that's going to get solved is um, basically somebody's got to take the lead. I mean, we can do things individually, but until the leaders of this world kind of get together, and I realize I'm sounding a bit like uh, I'm practicing my Miss USA speech a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> um, but it, some folks almost seem like we're resigned to, okay, this is the way it's going to be. But um, I think we got to uh, super tax gas, because that's the one of the core problems is gas is just too cheap. Mm. As long as things are cheap, then innovation holds back. And we've been making fuel cell um, systems since the 50s and 60s. It's just gas is so cheap, why would you spend money developing those? Right. So. Although I did, um, so I think we're making uh, progress. Although I think one of my favorite ironies of the year award goes to um, Tesla, who decided to make their batteries in Nevada. Um, where the environmental rules are much more lax, so it's easier to pollute. <laughs> so when they make their batteries. Wow. Yeah. You don't seem to love Elon Musk in general. 
I think he's great. I think he's um, a <laughs> bit of a... Now that you're on a microphone. A bit of a salesman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he crows about things that other companies have done 50 years ago. But he does bring new energy into the, the dialogue. Okay. Anyway. So that's what you say on the microphone. That's what I say on the microphone. Is this live? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Dad, no one listens to this. You can say whatever. <laughs> this isn't going to get out to Elon Musk. Um, okay. Well, switching gears, I can't get you to dish about Elon Musk and therefore um, upping the entertainment factor because, you know, people like to latch on to hatred. Yeah. It's one of the few things that I can get people to relate to. Every time I have like a a sassy call out sort of criticism of status on my Facebook. I get all these likes and I used to do that all the time and I say something positive. Nobody likes it. Like literally nobody. Just like everyone oh, make sure no you're fun. taking care of yourself and <laughs> Yeah, no the maybe that's why uh the entertainment so interesting is when uh cuz everybody likes bad news. Yeah. Yeah, we seem to uh we seem to have a hunger for <laughs> for the bat. So how how do you feel like as a as a well first of all I wish I was your age with all of this happening cuz you know hopefully you won't be around for Well, I'll be patted in the ground before things really go bad. Yeah, I wish oh, I was oh, just yeah. 10 years older. But how do you feel as a father about how um the planet is. Are you are you worried for us in terms of like water and fires and storms and <laughs> res I'm worried well, about resources. Worry about looking at I do worry about future generations. Absolutely. Oh, I'm supposed to be talking into the mic. Yeah, that's a little better. Like yeah. Or over to this side over here like this. It fades away. <laughs> right into the mic. Like this. Is this better? Is this okay? Yeah. This is really comfortable. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm gonna take a picture. <laughs> Jessica is now taking a picture. Oh, I see. It sounds much better now. Yeah. What was the question? So say the important <laughs> things now. The how, important things? How, how are you feeling as a father uh, with Donald Trump as the president and with climate change? And um, Well, <laughs> first of all, um, don't get me started on... Uh, Mr. Trump, you know, just um, somebody who lies that much and denies that much. But I think... Um, and you're not even really symptom. like a liberal person. No. Uh -uh. Necessarily. I wouldn't even call you liberal. No, I'm pretty pretty central. Um, socially progressive and um, fiscally conservative, but... There we go. Republicans Orange are supposed County. to be... Orange County. Yeah, but Republicans <laughs> are supposed to be fiscally conservative, but... Every Republican administration just spends money to beat the band. And that's where we drive up deficits. So spends money on what? Oh. Walls? Walls. <laughs> um army, military. Hmm. Yeah. But um too many of the world's leaders are just so unfocused on they're just focused on themselves and, and the ring of power. They're not thinking about future generations. You know, we should be making decisions for what's the impact of this decision for 50 years from now. Um, the tax cuts from last year, that's just borrowing from our children. Um, the reduction in environmental laws, that's just destroying the planet for our children. We're just doing it 
for ourselves and to make ourselves richer and better off in this instant at the expense of our children. And that's, that's what the whole world seems to be doing. Um, Is it because you guys don't like us? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we just like ourselves too much, but I don't know why we would. Well, I mean, I'm not so young that I can be like, well, I'm just the child of all of it. Like, I'm, I'm now an adult, so I now have this rep- responsibility, and I'm contributing, and I'm getting on planes, and I'm not changing the course of things. doesn't seem like. <laughs> Can't tell. Um, but uh, what what is this mental uh, situation where people are... Is, is it just like, well... It's going to be used anyway, and so... Or is there just a denial that there are finite resources? Like, I'm trying to understand psychologically what is happening that people can't seem to look into the future or care. Well, the solutions are very complex, and it also requires a bit of sacrifice on each of us. Oh, no. Yeah. Spending more for a gallon of gas. So how would how would we get Well the thing is that affects, you know, people that have less money the most. Mm-hmm. So you you're someone that could afford maybe a a dollar more for a gallon of gas. Yeah. So how would you how would you explain that to poor cuz don't you think they they'd be taking a bigger hit? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't explain it the way uh Macron did to his people cuz they didn't work out so well. They all put on vests and stormed the palace again. Um <laughs> <laughs> Storming so, the palace again. <laughs> again. <laughs> they got to cut that out. So, uh, but it is hard. You know, we've got to all start thinking about the future. And right now we're, as a species, all we focus in is on the, on the present. How much am I spending on a gallon of gas today? How much is that, you know, bottle of water today? How come I have to spend a nickel more for a slice of bread? Hmm. But uh, do you see what I'm saying? Like, if, if for the people that are struggling to feed their families and stuff, it it might be a hard harder yeah, it sell. More of a it seems on. like we kind of got to fix poverty almost before we fix, <laughs> before we can, you know, charge yeah. more for gas because some people are just struggling to get up on the lifeboat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's one of those. Yeah. Not that we have to solve this today. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have 20 more minutes? No. (laughs) But yeah, I guess I was just asking, like, how how are you feeling as a a dad and and as a person who lives on the planet? Are you affected by things that are happening environmentally? I'm extremely. And uh, I also, I stopped reading the news because I get so upset um, at our current administration. Although I, I am happy to live in California that drives environmental, you know, stronger environmental laws, but kind of getting back to the earlier thing is what that tends to do if you have just one state or one country driving strong environmental laws, then all the jobs go to Nevada where you can make batteries for a lot cheaper. And then you start to take away jobs from people who live in an environmentally sensitive area, and now they can't afford gas. So it's something we all have to solve together. So the Paris Accord was kind of weak and not very strong, but it was a start. Um, but of course, then our dumbass in chief pulled us out of that. 
Um, and so we're just we're just going backwards. You you had to stop looking at the news as too stressful. Oh, big time! I can't I can't stand Agent Orange. Agent Orange. <laughs> <laughs> that took me a second. <laughs> yeah, but you were feeling more hopeful before Trump. Um, I was, um, but there's still a lot more to do. But at least we felt like we were on a path, and we're just going backwards. Do you think it's like two steps forward, one step back, or do you think it's like a little whoa, a lot of steps back? <laughs> it feels like a lot of steps back. Hopefully, it's not too many steps back. It's hard to it's it feels like hard to tell what's yep. happening right now because I think the good thing about Trump is is that he's making a lot of of us feel a lot. I think a lot of people who wouldn't listen to me about climate change before, or not like wouldn't listen to me, but would you know disregard me when I said I was worried about it at a bar or wherever I am, I'd say, you know, I'm really worried about climate change. And someone would say, have you thought about getting a therapist? And I'm like, I don't know what my therapist can do for climate change, <laughs> but, but sure. Well, if they're in walking distance. But now, <laughs> the second Trump was elected, I think people were like, oh, we might lose the planet. I think yeah. it was kind of a wake up, almost a wake-up call that I think was good. Like, it needed to get serious, but... Sometimes I wonder how serious, but how how do you like cope with the stress? Like, well, okay. First of all, how much how much time in a week do you spend thinking about climate change? <laughs> Not that I think you should be, but um, I wouldn't say a lot, but certainly you know if I read things or do you have conversations with people about it? Um, yeah, I do. Like uh, who? Um, well. Uh, you know, we look at all the the wildfires and what's changing or how the weather pattern's changing or we talk about water in California or the fact that we, in fact, live in a desert. Right. So Should we even live up. here? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Have you seen the weather? <laughs> yeah. No, it is nice. Yeah. Um, so wait, who do, who do you talk to about this stuff? People oh, at work or? People at work. Neighbors? Neighbors, yeah. Not in Orange County, though. <laughs> yeah, you work in Long Beach, right? Yeah. It's a little, I guess, more... What do you think about people that don't even think climate change is happening? What do you... Um, do, you know, do you know anyone that doesn't think it's happening? I haven't met anyone. And, I'm, you know, and I don't know that I hang around people that are um, that out of touch with reality. You know, people who believe we never landed on the moon or people, you know, I guess some things are, I mean, it is the world's climate system is phenomenally complex. So I guess it would be kind of hard to grasp, but um, you can certainly, if you're careful and selective about your data, you know, prove it to yourself that it doesn't exist. But um, I've never talked to anybody who is really adamant that it doesn't exist. Or maybe that it, exists but we're not causing it uh yeah i've talked to some of those folks yeah Do but then you... that's an easy argument to make because the climate system is so phenomenally complex you can make a reasonable argument i think if you step back and look at everything the picture is pretty clear that we're making a big contribution to 
the change. I mean, the climate's oscillated through the millennia, but millenniums, millennia, millennia, yeah. millenniuses, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a bunch of long time. <laughs> My dad's very smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell. Comes across real, real clear. <laughs> yeah. Well, so how much, well, how much hope would you say, on a scale from one to 10, how hopeful are you that we'll be able to um, take the reins on this issue as a species and uh, have more respect for the planet and its complex systems? If we have the will, we can absolutely do it. You know, um, we can recapture carbon and, you know, pump it back into the, to the earth that's reasonably easy to do you know we've proven that we can control our environment and make those changes but right now we just don't have the will we don't have the political will and the world's leaders as a group are crappy <laughs> is that just because power is crappy or <laughs> I don't know. the people who want power are crappy um it just seems like the people who are there, many of them are there for the wrong reasons. It's for themselves and for... Um, but, you know, you can, get, you can get into office and think it's for other people, but then at some point you start making it about yeah. yourself. That's, you know, that's the whole ring of power. Yeah. You hold it for too long and it, and it corrupts you. Well, then maybe we should go to New Zealand and find some hobbits and collect <laughs> them. <laughs> I think that of, where they hang out? I think of myself as a bit of a hobbit. You can handle the ring of power? Uh, no. No, I'm <laughs> like a Smeagol hobbit. <laughs> I'm, I turn into Gollum really fast. Um, but, uh, you know, there was this hobbit house in Culver City that I really wanted to get. Mm -hmm. It was in a, a one-bedroom, and it uh, uh, was like... Designed by one of the Disneyland designers or some Disneyland, you know, these storybook house type of things. And I really wish that I lived in there. I really wish I had a hobbit hole. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd hit my head all the time, so I'd have to pass. Well, I think it was normal sized. Oh, okay. So these were big hobbits? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, the, the hobbits do seem to have, you know, the whole thing about Tolkien is, oh, the respect for the earth and their planting in their gardens and, you know, the, the, the powers, the industry and the cutting down of trees. And <laughs> if only there were a culture in the Americas that respected the earth and looked to live in harmony. If only there was a re culture that ever existed in the Americas. Oh, right, wait. We wiped them all out. <laughs> well, we didn't wipe them all out, but we are certainly in power <laughs> and yeah. moved them to yeah. various locations for the yeah, most part. We did wipe a lot of them out, too, either through disease or war. Or, what do you yeah. think about how Donald Trump says we shouldn't be ashamed of our, of our past? You know, we conquered that whole thing. No, there are, there are things in our past to be very proud of. There are things in our past to be very ashamed of. And I think the important thing is to reflect and help them inform your future decisions. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. is, It's not necessarily like 
ha- you have to have shame, but you can have memory. Yeah. <laughs> you can <laughs> you can have growth. Yeah. It's I've never invaded a, a country in Europe, but <laughs> and I've never, you know, joined the cavalry and gone on an Indian war, but you know. So So I don't have to feel guilt about that, but I can feel you know, what decisions and what thought processes led to that. <clears throat> I have an engineer question f- for you, changing gears a little bit. Okay. So a member... Should I get a pencil and pen? Is it going to be math? <laughs> I don't think so. But a member of my the other side of my family, who is a really right-wing Trump supporter, um, but also a smart, kind person for the most part, um, told me that that now they we have the ability to burn coal clean. <laughs> and this is someone who is actually a mechanic. He yeah. you know. So So why did why does he think that? Like why is and I looked so at him and I was like is clean coal, but um I think it's <laughs> it's kind of, it's just using words. Um anytime you burn Oh, I'm drifting away from the microphone again. Yeah. Sorry. You I'll be, be so close. I got to be close. Um, yeah, there's such a thing as clean coal. Um, but also, if I jump into a big puddle of mud and then I take a cloth and wipe off my hands, my hands are now cleaner than they were. But they're not, I'm not going to perform surgery. Um, cars burn cleaner than they used to. Coal burns cleaner than it used to. It still releases carbon into the atmosphere. It, it, yeah, <laughs> coal's a bad. Why? It's a bad solution. That was a big thing with Trump. Why? Why is coal such a big deal? Um, Can't the coal miners work at Starbucks? Wouldn't that be <laughs> nice? Why do you? Why would you well, want to? I know that you know this is our family industry and it's how we make money, but it's like. Wouldn't wouldn't you want an out of the coal industry? Yeah, working in a coal mine. Um, I had a friend who worked in a coal mine. It is not um, well for him. It wasn't a pleasant job, but it was one of the challenges we have. Is when you move from one industry to another, people and families are impacted. You know, some miners they made good money. They were able to support their families, um, but it's a hard work and it's a hard life. Um, so you can't just shut down a coal plant and um, and say, well, that's, you know, sucks to be you. Um, go find another job. That's one of the challenges is moving from one technology to another. There's always a lot of impact to people and families. Um, but I don't think, so I'm remembering back to my, you know, third grade. I don't think anybody stood up in the class and said, I want to be a coal miner for as a career. Well, I think part of it is like, you know, just like sort of like wanting to go back in time, this whole make America great again. It's like, we want to go back to an industrial time, which can't happen. And, you know, like wanting to go back to the way things were when it just doesn't make sense now. And we well, have to not move. what we know. I mean, is it's going it, back to... Is like nostalgia the issue or... <laughs> I don't know. I think, you know, we keep progressing as a country. I mean, if you go back to the 50s, then for Donald Trump, that makes sense because 
you know, the white people had all the good jobs and um, we didn't have to stress about, you know, how much we were impacting the environment. You just, you know, threw your trash away and drove your Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think a, a America's lot America's always been great. We just got to keep moving forward. You like this country? I do. I think it's better than all the rest. Uh, how so? Um, How's it better than uh, Norway? Um, <laughs> well, for one, Norway makes all of its money by pumping oil out of the ground and selling it around the world. Oh. And that's why they're able to afford electric cars for everybody. <laughs> um, no, Norway's a peaceful country, but, um, you know, the individual, so the individual freedom we have in this country is where all you know, the real ingenuity comes out. You know, everybody gets a chance to kind of learn and try new things. And I know, and it's that freedom we have that helps drive us forward and solve problems. The only thing is we got to agree on what the problem is and stop fighting about what the problem is. Uh, so what? <laughs> so what's the problem? What's the problem? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, why are we so mad? <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of a good question. Well, you know, how do you get so upset when you have so much? I think it's because people don't have like a good uh, bacteria balance in their stomachs. Ah, uh, so we should go get that yogurt. That'll solve everything. Yeah, the probiotic. <laughs> I don't think anyone's <laughs> eating yogurt anymore. <laughs> I feel like even Donald Trump. He looks so constipated or something. It looks like. Well, based on doesn't his look how it's like a facial bloating. Yeah, no, his diet is not uh, is not something. I think to we're not digesting. <laughs> <laughs> he may be digesting too much. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's not, but he's not digesting it. Right. It's not. It's a. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so well, neither am I. Thanks for the acid reflux, Dad. Anytime. Uh, Keep an eye on that blood pressure too. Oh, I, my blood pressure is really low. Oh, good. Like really low. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but you're not stressed out about climate change? I am. But uh it's not affecting Apparently my blood. Not <laughs> <laughs> my blood pressure. Do you think it's helpful to talk about it or do you find a like a resistance to talking about it? Do you do you like to um it's repress the, the thought of it? Um it's helpful to talk about it if you don't get into an argument about it. So I don't like to talk about it who you know, as somebody who's trying to convince me that, you know, none of this is real. So it's kind of fun to talk about when you're having a dialogue on how would we solve this? Okay, well, how would we solve this? Boy, if I knew the answer to that, I think you just start. You start reducing how much carbon we're emitting, and then we also start working on how do we get some of this carbon back into the ground and just make a path. <laughs> One step at a time. We could all breathe in and then blow into holes in the ground. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just get a, get a bunch of really long straws. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not doing straws now because they're all going in the and ocean. Actually, you know, based on the breath of some people I've smelled, you know, that might not be a bad idea altogether. <laughs> so... You you th you think on a massive level, like, do you think there's anything you need to do differently as a 
as an individual? Like, how do you process the way that you live? Um, I do try to make more choices about reducing how much trash I generate. Um, I know it sounds a little hypocritical, the fact that I have a big SUV and a boat, but <laughs> but managing how much and being aware and making choices and recycling as much as I can. Do you... Uh, do you have any, like, shame about hypocrisy? No. Should well, that's I? nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just noticed a lot of people are feeling that right now. What would you sure. say to people that are super stressed about, I'm killing it. <laughs> I'm killing it. Well, you know, um, there's not a whole lot you could do about the past. Um in my work, one of the things that, um, you know, in aerospace that we find particularly useless is runway behind you. It's interesting, but it's not going to help you at all in where you're headed. So you can look at the past or look at where you're at and just start moving in the right direction. That sounds really nice. Doesn't it? Maybe I should put that on a plaque. Do you know Needlepoint? <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to find somebody who knows Needlepoint. <laughs> well, I'm your only daughter, so it seems like you're out of luck. <laughs> Unless one of your boys, you want to teach them Needlepoint. Yeah, I'm sure that'd be a really good skill. Um, I, turns out, was taught no skills. <laughs> Comedy. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's turned out to be very profitable for me. Yeah. Not ice really. Skating. You took ice skating. I was really bad at ice skating. <laughs> Do you remember how, like, I never progressed? Do you remember that? Like, I always saw all the other kids going up levels, and I was on the same level for forever. Yeah, you seem to be having fun. I was having fun, okay. but I, I remember having it in the back of my mind, like, oh, wow, I'm the only one still on the first level. <laughs> and my teachers would be, like, a little frustrated with me. And then I took tap for a minute, and then I... and. <laughs> I, I watched the video. Remember that tap show? Vaguely. Very vaguely. I'm like probably four or something. <laughs> everyone else knows the moves, and I'm the only one on stage just like looking around at everyone else, <laughs> trying to copy. Because like, I think I would play. I have this memory of being in the class, and I was just like playing. And then <laughs> they were like, Jessica, we have our show next week. Or something like that. Are you ready to do these steps? And I was like, we have steps? <laughs> and everyone was really frustrated at me. So I've just... Uh, so you're more of an improv dancer. <laughs> <laughs> mm, what I'm doing is a little bit more freeform. A little more modern. <laughs> oh, man. So I really held, held that troop back. Um, well, since it is Christmas... <laughs> what? <laughs> I guess we should uh, get back to being merry. I thought. Okay, I made, did make sure we got plenty of eggnog. Uh, really? Oh yeah. Uh, gross. <laughs> um, it tastes good up until like January fifth, and then all of a sudden it tastes awful again. Well, I feel like this was a very festive episode, wasn't it? I think it's your best one ever. <laughs> <laughs> How many have you listened to? <laughs> Counting this one. <laughs> well you're like everyone else <laughs> in that so thanks everyone for supporting me <laughs> yay and this and uh let's all look at the runway ahead of us there you go which is a pretty ironic 
It actually is a pretty ironic saying since if you did look behind you, you'd see all the <laughs> jet fuel you're pumping out. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even more reason to look for. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something a little bit <laughs> twisted about, look at the runway ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, can we keep flying airplanes? What's the story with that? Um, yeah, absolutely. Airplanes, should we have less planes? Um, actually, it's kind of exciting. Um, Get excited. The world transportation system in the next 20 years is going to be way, way different. I'm just, everybody's trying to guess how, but things are going to be different. Airplanes have been great. They've brought the world together and opened us all up to the world. Um, but things will continue to evolve. I don't know. I think 20 years is going to be wild. I just think Elon Musk's future vision is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Merry Christmas, and uh, let's uh, make good choices for the planet next year. Happy New Year's. Um, and uh, to all a good climate change solution. <laughs> all right. Very smooth. <laughs> oh, oh.